0: It makes sense now that I'm at a point where I did reach all of these goals and I'm still like, eh, there's still something missing. It's because I was changing as a person along the way. And so that's, again, what I wish I could go back and tell that 30 year old woman is, this is shaping you into a beautiful new version of yourself. Allow it to happen. Yeah. The banyan tree is a tree unlike others. A representation of resilience and strength through its ability to overcome the status quo and fulfill its purpose. It knew that it was meant for something bigger and didn't allow the limits of
1: other trees to confine its growth. And our story looks similar. I'm Leslie. And I'm Mindy. And our hope is that every one of our listeners learns to take up all the space they were created to, just like the banyan tree. Welcome back to the Banyan Effect podcast. First and foremost, we want to say thank you so much to all of the early listeners. We had so much great feedback come in regarding our first three episodes, and we also had a lot of questions. So, before we get into today's topic, we just have a few housekeeping items. First and foremost, Leslie did not leave her corporate job. (laughs) We had some people say that they got the impression that you left your job at corporate for the podcast, (laughs) which is not the case.
0: No, it is not. No, I still am very much employed uh, (laughs) with a wonderful employer. I did though make a pivot. I was in a corporate role that had me down a path that wasn't my path anymore. So decided that while we were also building the Banyan Effect podcast, I made a pivot to another role that much more aligned with my purpose and what fit the needs of my family and my lifestyle moving forward. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for clarifying yes. that because
1: I got that question. I was like, oh no. Yeah. If my boss is has- <laughs> listening, I love my job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't want anybody to think that we are <laughs> quitting our jobs. No. We're both very much still in- employed with wonderful careers. And between our kids, and our other priorities. We both dove way deep in living our most healthiest life ever. But in addition to that, we are also following this calling that we both feel on our hearts to serve whoever is willing to listen to us because we have just so much to share. So, that being said, we've also had a couple questions about the things that we very briefly touched on. We touched on things like health and friendships and marriage and going deeper on healing from a lot of different trauma. And we promise that we are going to very authentically and very, very vulnerably talk about all of those topics. But we just had to kind of get through that introduction phase. And so today, we're going to dive into some of that some more. And then we are absolutely going to go deeper on all of those topics that we have briefly touched on. On last week's episode, I shared how some of the traumas that I went through over the last year impacted me and how they really changed ultimately who I was. The way that they broke me into pieces helped me become who I am today. And I ended up taking up pretty much that whole episode. We get to hear more about how the last decade for you has really been this building block after building block of. Who you are today. And we get to hear about all of those lessons that you learned through therapy and just the personal growth that you went through, because ultimately our mantra is don't waste the struggle. And so I'm excited for everyone to kind of hear your heart today and just hear what you've been through and what you've been able to learn and gain from that.
0: All right. (laughs) Buckle up. All right. (laughs) So I'll start off. I think we've both said it before. Nobody's life is easy, and we certainly all go through these experiences and challenges in our life. And this is why you get really passionate about sharing some of these things. And while it's really hard and very vulnerable to open up about this stuff, I think we both really do believe that there are so many women, so many people out there that have challenges in front of them right now. And Mm -hmm. if we can share even just a little of the lessons that we have learned along the way to help other people, it is all worth it. So, absolutely. So, today my story really isn't any different. It's been I've been dealt quite a few challenges, I say mine not so much over the last 1 year, but probably over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I don't go anymore. I was in therapy for a really long time to help me work through some of these challenges and struggles that I've gone through and and what I learned in that therapy is that I someone could say that I have compounding or complex trauma, which essentially means that instead of going through one period of really intense trauma, it's a, a series of compounding traumas over a matter of years. And so that has been something that has just become my life and my story. And like we've said, I've learned a lot from it.
1: So I have never actually even heard that term complex trauma before. So I kind of, I had to, I had to look it up, honestly. And what I understand, and you let us know if this is kind of understanding it correctly, but it's almost when your brain and body are like so overwhelmed with compounding things or overwhelm or whatever, that you have a hard time easing out of like the fight or fight. Is that the fight fight or fight? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have a hard time getting out of that fight
0: or flight response.
1: Is that is that a good way to explain what that compounding trauma is? Yes,
0: it absolutely is. I think someone who is experiencing a trauma and you start to heal from it and then something else happens oh. and you go through a series of events like that, you do, your body turns into survival mode because it's all you know how to do is you have to get through that trauma. And I think you almost start to like prepare for the next day. Oh my gosh. So you go into a state of like never quite Open myself up because I have to protect myself. Oh my gosh. Because of the next thing that's going to come. So that's certainly a a piece of how you start to live your life.
1: I have chills because that's like giving me PTSD. That's what I feel like. That's what happened to me last year. And I just had never heard that term, but I can. Resonate and it makes me like almost emotional because I can. That's like what happened. What's the next thing going to be? And you have to be like, your nervous system is like on
0: fire, on overdrive all yeah. the time. And you can only then imagine how that impacts other areas of your life too. Yeah. Your, your health and wellness, your just your state of being, your job, how you can, if you're a parent, how you're performing as a parent. I mean, it, it obviously impacts a lot of Everything. other areas of your life too. When your yeah. body is in a constant state of like trying to, Protect yourself from what's next. So, this compounding trauma, just to give some of the story before we go into some of the lessons learned. It's 10 my, it probably really started to happen about 10 years ago when the series of stuff started to happen. And the first one being a really, really close family member of mine was suffering from mental health issues and attempted to take their life. And, in that period of time, it was really me that was around, and so I took on a lot of the responsibility and role to get this person into a state of content in order for nothing to nothing else to happen. Obviously, that's a really traumatic event and took a lot of just emotional pull on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you obviously a new perspective of that person and life in general and just how fragile it it can be. The next one after that, I mean, that was probably, I had children at that point. Um, I hadn't had my third daughter yet. So shortly after that happened, I had my third daughter, and she was born without soft spots on her head. And so essentially what that means is that her the plates in her head had overlapped and fused together, which was not going to allow her brain to grow. So a baby has to be born with soft spots. That's a really critical part of life for them. And so when she was born, it was, again, a really traumatic event. We saw lots of neurosurgeons and lots of doctors and they sent us home and then they would bring us back. And I remember getting a call one day from the neurosurgeon at the hospital and he said, you need to stop everything you're doing and bring your daughter in right now. We need to take a look at her. And so in that moment, Again, you go into fight or flight, I have to, like my, my baby is sick and I need to get her the care that she needs. So that was during that time, my husband actually had a, a job offer in Tennessee and we were, we had accepted it. We were going to move our family to Tennessee. It was a dream of ours to, to relocate someplace else and start our family someplace else. But when that did happen, obviously everything turned to her. And the only thing that we could think about at all was to make sure that she got healthy. And so we lived in a city with pretty incredible health care mm-hmm. and said, it's best for our family right now if we stay here. Shortly after that, again, one of the most important people in my life had the similar mental health challenges as earlier, different person. But again, went through a period of time where I had to protect Them, myself, my family, and make sure that we got through that challenge healthy and happy as well. And then, layered on top of that, was during COVID, actually, I had been dealing with a lot of back pain and couldn't quite place what was happening and was going in and out. But during COVID, I don't know if anybody remembers those times, but it was the hospital systems were just locked down. And so nobody knew what was happening in the world. And so this was March, this was like, right when the world fell apart. And so I was, you know, going into the emergency room with just this really intense pain, and they would send me home and it was back and forth. And then one morning, I woke up and it had gotten so intense that I just collapsed to ground and my legs just gave out from underneath me. And one of the things that I learned then in the hospital that day was that I had a tumor growing on the spinal cord up in my back. And so it had grown just large enough that morning where it had actually pinched the nerve that oh my gosh. was controlling my legs and I just fell to the ground. And so during COVID, when the world had been falling apart, I was going in for spinal cord surgery. On a nerve that controlled my legs and was going into that surgery knowing that there was a 50% chance that I came out walking or 50% chance that I came out not walking. Obviously, pretty traumatic to go through something like that layered on top of all of the other traumas. I was definitely in a state of almost numbness, I think, at that point for what had happened over the course of the last 10 years or so wow, Leslie, I obviously did
1: not know all of that. I've known bits and pieces, but we've not known each other that long. So I obviously didn't know you while you were going through all of that. And it's kind of funny because I, from the time I met you, I always thought that you were my age, like I'm 41. And when I learned you were only 36, I'm like, what? I thought for sure she was my age. And it makes sense now because you lived a, a lot of years in your 36 years. I mean, those types of traumas that you went through, those challenges, those struggles that you went through, most people don't don't see those in a lifetime, let alone a compounded amount of time like you did. So I do know about you that you were actively growing this very successful career at that time. Cause that's one thing that I know about you and that we have in common is that we've always been very driven. So how did you handle all of this stuff happening at home? while you were actively growing this successful career, I mean, it must have felt a little bit like a double life.
0: Yeah, it probably was double life. And looking back, probably didn't go about it the right way. You know, Mm. I almost look back at that young woman and feel so sad for her. Yeah, because there was she was in survival mode 100%. And unfortunately, I think I got really good at that double life. I got really good at going to work and putting a smile on my face. And I had goals, you know, from a very young age. That part of me never left. That achiever in me never left. And so, yes, all of these traumas were happening in my life, but I was not allowing them to come into this professional setting where I was driven to get to the top. And that probably wasn't the best thing.
1: No, maybe not, but you know what, like for you to be able to get through what you did with the ability for you to thrive through that, you probably needed that part of you. Nothing was going to to make you give up, right? Like, so you could say that that part of your personality was absolutely necessary to get you through what you went through. Do you know what I mean? Because you had to keep going because there was this other part of you inside that was just not going to be taken out. Yes. And thank God. Right. That was a a good thing.
0: Uh, Totally. When you're in that survival mode like that, you you are. And when you instinctually just as a human being have sort of that driver, achiever, Enneagram three in you, you will not quit. I mean, I really was in that state of like, there is nothing that is going to keep me from living the life that I want to live. And so. Yeah, I did at work. Work was the one thing that wasn't falling apart. Mm -hmm. And so I could apply that to work while holding just strong at home. That home wasn't probably growing and progressing like I would have wanted, but work was. So I could lean into work in those moments and grow it. There's probably really good things about that. I'm glad that I had that escape. You know, I feel very proud of my career and what I've been able to do there. But man, was she lonely yeah
1: yeah i know well that's why we're here like real (laughs) quickly because we don't want other women to feel alone in their struggles one of the reviews that we got was from a a colleague of mine and he you know he joked that he's not our target audience because (laughs) you know we're talking to women mostly but um but he just said something about the fact that women who look like they have it all they suffer in silence because it's lonely there because you, you don't feel like you can be vulnerable and you don't feel like you can tell people you have problems because you're on this. We put ourselves on this pedestal almost. And I feel like that's our goal for this podcast or one of them anyways, is to, to break those chains, break that curse of like women have to have it all together and be put together and have
0: every aspect of their lives be perfect. Yes. I, I remember going through these years being so mad. I was so mad that I felt like there was all of this distraction on the side, like this happened and then I had to fix this and then this happened and I had to fix this. And I'm, you know, slowly changing as a, a person inside and breaking at the same time and growing this career all at the same time. Yeah, it is a, and i know that i am not the only person that went through that but you couldn't you couldn't talk about it because it was in that like girl boss era too and i was like damn it i'm going to own that title i wanted to be that person and it was like that person couldn't have all of these challenges on the yeah. side that person had to show up to work looking professional and put together and strong and a leader that type of person in my mind couldn't have like these challenges on the side. That's not that's not a boss. Well, and I don't think it's just in your mind. I
1: think that it's a societal issue yes. that we as women have to have all of these areas put together. And if we show any sort of weakness in any of those areas, then it transfers or at least we feel like it transfers over into our ability to be a leader in the workplace. Which I hope that we are some of those societal breakers. I don't I don't know what the word is but we'll yeah. come up with a term. So you've you've said that you feel really bad for and sad for that 26 27 28 9-year-old woman. If you could go back to her your 10 year younger self, what would you say to her? If that's going through all of these challenges.
0: If I could talk to her or anyone that is going through trauma, has been through trauma, is just dealing with a challenging time in their life. I think one of the things that I would tell her first is don't be ashamed. Mm -hmm. I remember feeling so ashamed that some of these things were happening in my life because I had put together this. I, I put together the, the picture perfect life and I was going to achieve it. And so I remember just feeling ashamed, like, i okay, how can I let all of this happen? Like my life is a mess, but that's not, that doesn't feel like me, but yet that's the life that I'm living right now. So I remember feeling really ashamed of, of that. I would tell her to just sit down with a a friend or a family member or someone and just talk I, because of that feeling of a shame, I really, really did keep it to myself because Mm -hmm. I was not going to get sidetracked from the life that I wanted. And I felt like that being was sidetracking me in the same sort of area, like going through that hard time doesn't mean that you're not accomplished. And I wish that I could tell her that because little did I know that I was becoming more and more and more accomplished, the more that I fought through some of these challenges. But in those moments, I was blind to that.
1: Well, and I think a lot of that is, and I don't know if this is necessarily something that we, that was true years ago, or maybe it's still true, but I do feel like the friendships that I have had in some of my younger years, the, it didn't feel as vulnerable. There weren't, and maybe it was just who I was. And I think it's hard to be anybody else when you're younger, unless you do learn from somebody else, somebody that's older and more experienced in life is I, I kind of had to go through all of that crap to, to decide that I need people. I need actual authentic friendships and relationships. And the only way to get that is to like, we've talked about before, just, here's all my skeletons. I I just want you to know that I'm, hi, I'm Mindy and my life is a real hot mess. And here's why. If you still want to hang out with me, I would love to like have a really great authentic friendship with you. (laughs) Right. And so I I imagine anyway, because I think back at when I would have been that age, I don't know that any of the friendships or relationships that I had at that time, if I necessarily would have had that person in my life yeah so, and I just want to point that out because if you don't feel that way, they're out there. women, I promise, like you and I are a perfect example of women that are out there that want to have a completely open, honest, vulnerable relationship. and it just starts I think with with you being honest.
0: yes, and not like don't be scared to lean into that either. looking back like your friendships are going to change you change as a person, when you go through something like this. Yeah, you can't, you can't control that. That is just what's going to happen when you go through things like this. And so your friendships, you as a person changed, your friendships are going to change your whole inner world changed. So of course, your external world is going to change as well. And I think I had a lot of fear of allowing people into that very personal life because I didn't want anything to change. That is so true. I remember when I
1: was going through kind of the hardest part of the, the realization of what was going on inside me last year. And I kind of took three days and I just sat and I saw my therapist after that. And I said to him, I feel like I'm a different person. And I, you know, I, I like, who am I? Like, I don't even know who I am because I feel just so different. And he said that once, once you go through something that has such a big impact on you, it is impossible to go back to who you were even a couple of days ago or a week ago. And that just rang so true for me because I literally in one week felt like a different person. And I think that part of it, is that you You do have to sit with it. Like you do have to let it impact you because we don't go through these trials for nothing. We go through these trials in order to become the person that we're meant to continue becoming. And so that's what we mean by don't waste the struggle. Like use that struggle and sit with it and ask yourself questions. We, we say at the end of our podcast, be curious, like, be curious about why why does this guilt pop up or why does that pop up? Ask yourself who what who was I in that season that I felt like this or that? Like with my story about my dad, I know now that the reason I kind of attached myself so quickly to him is because I was trying to fill this void of ab- abandonment. And then I learned that there's nothing that can heal that wound except going through it recognizing it and feeling it and learning that that i'm worth it whether anybody in my whole entire life says i'm worth it i'm still worth it and so i do think even if you went through that time period and you just pushed through it's never too late if regrets pop up or something pops up that has you thinking about that time period it's never too late to go back and just be a little bit curious and try to work through the purpose of that all of, of all of the trauma that you went through.
0: Yes. If people take away anything from this, that's exactly what it is, is don't try to control the change that is inevitably going to happen when you go through a challenge or a trauma or just a hard time in general, it is going to change you as a person. Mm -hmm. You're internally, you are something completely different than you are a week ago or a a decade ago it doesn't matter when the trauma happened so it makes a lot of sense that I am at a place now where I can't not allow that in anymore while it was happening I was young I had to keep moving forward it wasn't a choice in my life but to just keep pushing through But it makes sense now that I'm at a point where I did reach all of these goals and I'm still like, eh, there's still something missing. It's because I was changing as a person along the way. Mm -hmm. And so that's, again, what I wish I could go back and tell that 30-year-old woman is this is shaping you into a beautiful new version of yourself. Allow it to happen. Allow it. Don't be mad about it right embrace it i mean as much as it sucks you hear
1: everything happens for a reason and when you're when you're in the moments where you feel like your life is over and it's the end that's how i felt some of the times that we were i was going through some of the stuff just last year i felt like like you said I, but i built this perfect beautiful life i decided that this is this was going to be my life and now It doesn't look that way. And I felt like a failure and all that stuff. And so for me to think about going back and being like, I'm gonna embrace this, you know, it's like okay. Shut up. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. But if you are going through something, just just know that it will be okay. Like it is absolutely going to one day be something that you will be grateful for. And I would not have believed that if I would have heard it on a podcast a year ago, but I'm here to tell you it's true. And I love how you said that this next beautiful version of you is on its way. Just, just keep going. Yeah. Allow it and find a good friend.
0: And find a good friend.
1: Yeah. (gasps) Which is, you know, sometimes easier said than done. Right. But
0: so last night was my husband and I's did wedding anniversary and he was talking about how I'm one of the strongest people that he knows. And it makes me think about this conversation. I am strong because of those things that I went through. Was I naturally probably a strong human being before all those things? Sure. But strong in a very different way now. And so now I'm able to lean in to some of those traits and skills that I developed while going through something like that. And it's propelling me down this new journey and this changed version of myself. So I changed Spiritually and emotionally and the things that I care about, that part of me changed while developing these other strengths and skills on the side. And now it's like this perfect collision of the two of those. Now I can take all of these new qualities that I have as a result of going through something like that and wrapping them around this new person that I am and building this life that I am now dreaming of that I probably never would have dreamed about Mm -hmm. 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. And I would say I can relate to that because I feel like the person that I am today is dreaming about something so much different than the person dreaming two years ago because of everything that happened in the last year. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. And we're going to talk about in upcoming episodes shortly about some of the health concerns and, and those things. And that is another area that I'm just so grateful for because I look at my Health today, and even if, if even if I haven't fixed everything, the trajectory that my health is now on because of the health challenges I've had, I'm like over the moon grateful for because I made a decision, and that's the thing. And and like you're saying, I think to some degree we all have this strength inside of us, but we also have to choose it. We have to make that choice when we are going through hard things to decide to be
0: strong. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, you know, just decide to be strong and lean into all of the things that you are feeling. Mm-hmm. I read a book recently, um, Jen Gottlieb's book. What? Be what? Seen. Be Seen. And that was one of the things that she talked about was that a lot of people feel this like something is missing. Okay. Like feel like something is missing, whether you got that way because you went through a trauma or you just are growing up as a person. You change obviously as you as you get older. And so she was talking about how a lot of us feel like we're missing this purpose, but we don't quite know what it is. Like and I was in that position for a long time too, of like this this isn't quite right anymore, but I'm not sure what is. And and I really liked a part of her book where she was like, just pay attention to what's happening in your life. Pay attention to the day-to-day stuff. And when you are in a moment where time is flying by, where it feels easy. Or you could do that forever, that's you, and lean into that. Yeah. And I love that message. And it's something that I, as I'm, you know, on this new path too and really leaning into this new beautiful version of myself is allowing myself of like what parts of my day feel just very naturally authentic or maybe not feel easy, but just feel like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And those are the parts of my life that I'm going to lean into now. Yeah. Stay curious. Stay curious. Yeah. So
1: Leslie, you have shared a lot and you've unpacked a lot and it's incredible and so valuable. If you could just leave our listeners with one last big takeaway from everything that you've been through, all of those stories that you shared with us. What's the big takeaway today?
0: I think when I look back at all of that, the moment that I allowed them to just be a part of my story and wasn't trying to block them and allowed all of these experiences to redefine who I was as a person. At first, I was mad about that because I had that picture. But as soon as I allowed all that stuff to happen, I understood who I was better than I ever had before. And when I understood just my core being and allowed those experiences to shape and redefine that core being and didn't try to control it, everything in life got easier. Health and wellness got easier. I mean, I can't count how many times I have started down a path of health and wellness and then boomeranged back to where I was because it wasn't coming from a place of just overall love for myself and this life. My career got easier. I stopped trying to fight the battle that I didn't want anymore and found what I really wanted to do. Relationships got easier. I mean, look at our friendship that Mm -hmm. happened because of all those things. So it's like all of these different trunks. Yeah. Life. Like the band started growing and growing a lot stronger because I just understood my core being so much better than I ever had before. I love that
1: you (laughs) tied it all together with the bany tree. Okay, two last thoughts. First of all, whatever happened with Ellie, because your third baby, she's beautiful and perfect in every way. What ended up happening?
0: (laughs) I know, actually. So maybe one of these days, I'll, I'll now that I've referenced her, I will show a picture. But she, when she came out, you could immediately tell that something was wrong. She had the weirdest shaped head. She had this big ridge on oh, her head yeah. because you could see the plate mm-hmm. that overlapped the other one. Ellie is healthy and wonderful, yes, and absolutely beautiful and uh, perfect in every way, shape, and form. Yes. So we have a a healthy. But it just happened, or did she? they didn't need to do anything. No, by the grace of whatever you believe in, we did not need to go through brain surgery with her, though that was certainly on the table for a long time. They do say she had stayed in my belly for even just a week longer. Those plates would have completely fused together and then it would have been a much different story. So we were very, very lucky that she is here and healthy and happy today. She is just, she is like, of our
1: family get-togethers, she's just the bright light. She's like the... Such a joy. Yeah. She's the baby. She's the
0: baby. Yeah. yeah.
1: And lastly, I just want to say that stay tuned for our health and wellness podcast episode because you are in for a treat. We have all of the passion that lives inside of us is going to be poured into that episode because we have been really hitting that aspect of our lives hard. So we can't wait for next week. Please... If you're liking what you're hearing, please share with your friends and family and please leave us a review. It will help us grow. It'll help us come back for, for more next time. And follow us on Instagram, the Banyan Effect Podcast on Insta.
0: That's where you can find us in yep. between episodes.
1: Yes. In between episodes, we'll be there.
0: So thanks so much for listening.
1: We hope you have enjoyed today's episode and found some valuable insights. If you liked what you heard, we'd love it if you would hit the subscribe button. We love
0: hearing from our listeners. So drop us a comment, share your thoughts on social or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Your feedback keeps us going and helps us bring you the content
1: you want to hear. As always, we appreciate your time and company. Until next time, stay curious, stay inspired and keep listening to the Banyan Effect podcast.